have offertory one, I need adult chaperones for our youth retreat where you can invest time to help us oversee in the mountains, beautiful place. And if you, um, if you wish to go or you want to volunteer, come see me after. Amen. So I can get your name. Amen. Then I need any, any medical doctors in here. Medical MDs, raise your hand. Any medical doctors? Oh, I thought after last week, I thought we had a whole church full of them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Any, any, anybody professionally, whether it's computers, educators, I want to compile a list for my database so we can call on you to help us out. Amen? Amen. So well, I'm going to start formulating this as expeditiously as possible. Thank you for your magnanimous giving, your love, your prayers, and I need the whole church praying for us. We have something very serious on the fire, and I just need your prayers. Amen. You don't need to know what. Just say to Jesus, whatever pastor was talking about, I'm praying about it. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Come on, man. We stand that God's blessings might be invoked on these gifts. All things. And of thine own have we.
simulation and how the word continues to go out and now God meet us in our tents feed us till we want no more in Jesus name amen church amen church amen again how many of you enjoyed the assimilation praise God we're going to be growing and growing and growing and knowing and glowing and going and flowing and we're going to get this thing together. Amen? Amen. This morning, uh, you'll find our text, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the second letter of Paul to the Corinthian church. And I want to pick up verses 3 and 4. We've been here before, but there's a different angle we want to place on the emphasis of God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. When you get it, say amen. amen. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. A difficulty that leads to development. A difficulty that leads to development. God the Holy Spirit transforms the life of the believer from sin to sanctification from ruin to renewal, from flesh to faith. This transformation changes the power of the old into the product of the new. 
he changes our deprivations into dependences upon Almighty God. And the mystery and magnificence of God the Holy Spirit is that he is able to move mess and transform it into might. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 is the Apostle Paul's defense of both his apostleship and ministry. It is here that Paul traces God's comfort from the midst of his conflict and links it to a curriculum for Christ-likeness. And if ever our God can work out a victory yeah, from our venom, a positive from our negative, a blessing from our blight. It is here in this context of troubles to triumph. This text, uniquely uttered through the power of the Holy Spirit, teaches us some very valuable lessons about the, not only the sovereignty of God, but the all-inclusive wisdom of God. That God can take one negative and work it into 10 different positives. That God is able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. That God has hidden mysteries that we know nothing of. I'm, I'm just amazed at the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it's here that we, we, we see three positives coming out of negatives. And, and, and what that does for me as a believer in Jesus Christ is to know that behind the scenes, God is doing something for me that I just couldn't do for myself. That somebody is always working out my good and his glory. My God. First, Paul alludes to, points to, God transfers our trials into tranquility. I want to, I want to, I want to pay close scrutiny to the, the text in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 real quick. I want to give some explanation so we have observation before we get interpretation and then application. Paul, verse 1, an eyewitness and one sent by God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And notice Paul says, my calling is in the direct will of God. In the will of God in Timothy, Timothy Young Timothy was his protege in the faith, mentioned on a second missionary journey in Acts chapter 16 is where he founded Timothy. And then in uh, Acts chapter 18, when he planted the church at Corinth, Timothy was his partner. And, 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 and he says, grace, unmerited favor from God that we could preach on for the next year. How gracious God has been to grant us this unmerited favor. And the byproduct of the favor is peace. That when we understand that God has not dealt with us according to our sins, thank God for that, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities, I can get peace from this precious gift of God. But what Paul does in the second verse is he 
shows distinction in the Godhead from God our Father and from the Lord. Kurios is the word for Lord in the Greek, Jesus Christ. That the two, the three persons of the Godhead, the triunity of God are all equal. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They all had the same attributes. They all participated in creation. Amen. And this plan of God, where God the Father is the benefactor of history, God thought it, the Son bought it, and the Holy Ghost sealed it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. And when Jesus, the Son, decided to carry the plan out, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit made a pact, amen, according to the book of Colossians, that Jesus would be the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. He is the representative of the Godhead. That's, that's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Can I get a witness? Yeah. No man can come unto the Father but by me. <laughs> I, I, I am your asbestos suit. I'm the one that's going to keep you out of hell. I'm the one that's going to keep you from burning. I'm the one, amen, that's going to allow you into the glorious city of heaven. Can I get a witness? I'm the one when you get in trouble will pull you out. I'm, I'm the one when you call on my name, help is on the way. I'm, 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 I'm the one. I am the representative of heaven. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and you know, with, with respect to other religions and other things, people say, well, we all serve the same God. No, we don't. There's only one God, we're only one man, amen, between man and God, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Do I have a witness up in the house? For there's no other name. I wish I could tell you in the name of Raymond you can be saved. You really go to hell then. Can I get a witness? You, there's only one name out of all the names. Only one name in which we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. Can we quote that Jesus? And the Bible says, and every knee shall bow. You bow now or you bow later, but you're going to bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Now you say, every, every Adolf Hitler going to bow. See, let me tell you what's going on. All the dead are in the grave. They in Hades. There's, the soul does not die. The body dies. The soul is eternal. When you go, when you die and you don't know Jesus, your body goes to the graveyard, but your soul goes to hell. And you are in hell with your conscience. You in hell walking around burnt. Listen, the fire ain't been lit yet. You in hell in pain realizing you had a chance to get saved and didn't get saved. And then when Jesus comes back in the resurrection and calls the dead back to life, all the people in hell will appear for judgment. Then the books will be open. I'm preaching up in this place. The books of works. Can I get some will be beaten with few stripes, some will be beaten with many stripes, and then the book of the Lamb of Life. And whosoever name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will be cast into hell. Well, how do I get my name in the Lamb's book of life? I must repent and receive him as Savior. I must say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm no good. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm hooked up. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe Jesus came into my life, come into my life and saved me. And then my name is written 
in the Lamb's book of life. He shows distinction of the Godhead. Notice Paul looks at the triunity of God and we see four things uniquely here. First, we see an expression of God, that God is eternal. Now, the difference between everlasting and the eternal, everlasting had a starting point but no ending point. Eternality had no start and no end. Can I get a witness? See, God is eternal. He always was. He's the wasness of was. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Can I get a witness? He, he talks about the eternality of God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, kindness, love, tenderness, the God of all comfort. An Old Testament liturgical title used in the tabernacle in the temple. Isaiah 40 said, comfort ye my people, comfort, speak comfort to Jerusalem, that her warfare is ended, her iniquity is pardoned. God is depicted here as the ultimate source of every true act of comfort. The word comfort is paracletos, paraclete, one who comes alongside. When you and I are hurting and you saved, God, without you praying, shows up. He comes alongside of us. You say, well, wait a minute. Was he, was he ever at my side? He's at your side every day. But when you're going through conflict and pain, he not only is at your side, he lets you know he's at your side. He walks with me and he talks with me. I have a sense of his presence and his power and his person. He comforts us. Listen to this. He comforts us in all our tribulations. The word tribulation here is crushing pressures. Something that has crushed you. Something that in the past has crushed your heart. You, maybe you weren't even saved. But God sent a paraclete at your side because he is the God of all comfort. So he, he moves from the expression of God to the exchange of our conflict. And don't miss this. Who, verse 4, are you with me? Comforteth, paracletos, come alongside of us in all our tribulations. Now, 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 look at the exchange that we may be able to come alongside them which are in any trouble by the comfort, the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Here's what God does that mystifies us. God says, this week I'm going to bring some crushing pressures into your life. This was determined before the foundation of the world. I'm going to allow hell to break out. But I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm doing it to help you. I'm doing it so you will understand that I'm at your side. And I'm going to supply you with a strength to climb the mountain and not just get rid of the mountain. Too many Christians want God to just get rid of stuff. Do, do I have a witness? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me pull this illustration in. Yeah. There have been times in my life I had an agonizing toothache. And I run to the dentist and tell him, you know, give me morphine, give me something to take this pain away. Pastor don't like pain. Yeah. And I can't get no epidural with a toothache. I don't like no pain. 
So as long as the dentist or the doctor is giving me morphine or painkillers, I'm like, oh. But the minute this stuff wears off, somebody know where I'm going with this. Can I get, I start acting crazy. Can, haven't you said something in pain that you never said in praise? Can I get a witness? <laughs> Some of us cussed in pain. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and child of God, there are some values that we get out of going through pain. Yeah. You don't just want a pain killer. You want to get to the root of the problem. You might need a tooth out for the pain to subside. Do I have a witness in the house? And my experience is I don't care about my photogenic smile. Get the tooth out. I can replace the tooth. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Now y'all getting funny. Some of y'all done replaced all of them. But I, I can replace the tooth, but I need to get the pain out. Thank you, Jesus. And let me say this again. If you get new teeth, please get teeth that fit your face. Don't come to church like this. In the name of Jesus. Some lady came in here, look like Dracula, man. No, baby, no, baby, wrong, wrong fit. But look at this. I'm back. But look at this, look at this. He, he deals with this extension or exchange where our crushing pressures are exchanged for strength. Hmm. When I walked in 2001 into University of Pennsylvania Hospital, my mother had died of cancer. I walked in there at 1 o'clock in the morning. All my siblings was there. She was just there. And immediately, I had peace. Because my faith clicked on. I wasn't screaming for her to come back here. I'll see her again. Can I get a witness? And child of God, let me tell you something. If it wasn't for your faith, you and I'd be going through a whole lot of stuff this morning. Because see, your faith is what's keeping your mind together. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy could be the marriage, could be the children, could be the finances. Hey, you, you know that you know that you know that you got a paraclete at your side, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that he'll show up when you need help so I can shout because great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Mm. God educates us and then God gives us an enabling power. But not only the expression of the triunity of God, the exchange of conflict, but look at the extension of comfort that we may be able to comfort others with the same comfort. Not a different comfort, not your own comfort. The same way God comforted us. See, see, this needs to be preached to the church. The same patience God showed me when I fell morally. Uh-oh. The same love God extended to me when I felt like getting out. The same patience that God showed me when I had given up on my life. God said, I want to turn that around so you can reproduce that in somebody else. Can I get a witness? 
Child, 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 child of God, this God's strength sustains us that we may be able to show and tell. Yes, Lord. Romans 5 says, and tribulations, crushing pressures, brings patience, perseverance. And patience brings experience, experience, hope. Hope is never ashamed, for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. I'm a meat and potatoes man. Just to go and eat salmon. God bless him. <laughs> I don't fool with that mercury producing stuff. But look at this. When I go out to a five-star restaurant, I want a nice, medium, rare, or, or well-done steak. Love it. Baked potato, salad, vegetable. Love it. And my, my taste buds is ready. Now listen to this. Before I eat that steak, my experience, you'll get this on the way home. Tribulation brings, yeah, tribulation brings patience, patience brings experience. My experience is, in my life, I've had a bologna sandwich with no bologna. I've had a mayonnaise sandwich. There was no more bologna left. I, I had a mustard sandwich. I had a butter sandwich. Are y'all praying with me? So see, when I get the steak, I got a history of where God bought me from so I can eat my steak with some thanksgiving because I've been there and done that. I've had spam sandwiches. I had processed cheese. I've had buttermilk. Are y'all praying with me? The problem in the church is that we forget from which we came. So you can't appreciate anything. And the best sandwich in the world, peanut butter and jelly with a cold glass of milk. That's the best sandwich in the world, Doc. And if you miss that, you missed everything. Because it's the best sandwich by design. The peanut butter is gooey. And the jelly gives it some gooey sweetness. And the milk washes it all down. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need a chaser. And I ain't talking about no liquor either. You need something to chase that mess in your mouth. Can I get a witness? Boy, I just love peanut butter and jelly. Oh, Lord. Woo. I don't like milk. You don't know what you miss. Lord have mercy. What a sandwich. And you know what blows my mind? I, I don't mean to prolong it. We got a nerve to complain now about stuff we used to be grateful for. Check it out. God not only, yeah, <laughs> transfers but he transforms our trials into a trust. Now we're going to get deep with some doctrine. Look, look, look at this. First, the way God transforms trust into our lives is by setting in place truth. Hold your finger there. Go back to John chapter 16. St. John chapter 16. We'll be out your way in a minute. Amen. 
Think John chapter 16. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me give you the context real quick. First of all, John chapter 14, Jesus tell, told to the disciples, let not your heart be troubled. He's telling them he's getting ready to die. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it under control. And then in chapter 15, the latter part, he deals with the world from verses 18 to 27. And then, listen to this, chapter 16, verse 1 is where I want you to look at. Here's what Jesus said. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be, some of your Bibles say, offended. How many of your Bibles say offended? Raise your hand. All right, there's another, there's, there's another translation. The word offended is not in some translations. Jesus said, these things I've spoken unto you, talking to his disciples, that you should not be, that you should not stumble. Now, let me tell you what the word stumble means. It means to set a trap. I'm telling you these things so the world will not set a trap. What trap? The trap is to stop you from being a witness for Jesus. Now, let me, let me, let me stop talking. If everybody in the world loves you, your witness is not working. Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. The moment you and I start living for Jesus, the world's going to have problems with you. Are y'all praying with me this morning? If I go to work tomorrow and they talking a dirty joke at work and I don't laugh, they got a problem with me. If I'm not cussing like they cussing and I'm not doing what they doing, they got a problem with me. Jesus said, verse 18, chapter 15, look at your Bibles, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Look at verse 19. If you were of the world, if you were going to hell with the world, they would love their own. But they don't love you because I've chosen you out of the world. Too many of us are trying to get everybody to like us. Forget everybody liking you. They didn't like you when you was going to hell. Can I get a witness? Don't worry about everybody liking you. I don't live to be liked. I don't beg for your love. If you love me, I love you back, but I don't live for you to approve me. I don't live for you to say, well, he's all right. I don't need that. I'm all right with my Jesus. Can I get a witness? And if Jesus loves me, and this I know, for the Bible tells me so, I don't worry about what neighbors or relatives or folk in the street got to say. Can I get a witness? My mother told me if they talked about Jesus, they won't talk about you. Well, I, I, would, I would like people, I would like people to like me. The heck with that. I, I'm, I'm just getting back. Let me make sure I'm saying the right word. <laughs> I don't want to start stuttering up here and say something. Cut them TV cameras off. Look at this. They're setting a trap. They're setting a trap. Mm. I wouldn't know right now how to act in a cabaret. I ain't been to cabaret in 30-something years. I, I, I remember we go in clean about 10 o'clock at night. We carry our own liquor, pay a cover charge. The music starts flying. We're looking at the opposite sex, trying to get over. Let me, let me see if I can pull this stuff back up. I, I can still dance, but I, 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 I wouldn't know how to act in a cabaret because I'm out of cabaret shape because now I'm in the praise mood. 
Can I get a witness? I thank him for who he is. I thank him for waking me up this morning. I thank him for starting me on my way. I thank him for not dealing with me according to my sins, nor rewarding me according to my iniquities. I wouldn't know how to go to a hotel and lie under a false name. Do you have a credit card? My name is Luther Jackson. Can I pay with money? I, I wouldn't know how to do that stuff. Why, preacher? Because I'm out of shape. Some of y'all need to get out of shape. In fact, some of y'all that come to church every Sunday, you are in too good shape when it comes to sinning. The world doesn't hate you. The world doesn't despise you. The world is not trying to trap you because you have no witness. Mm. The Holy Ghost gives life-giving power. He's indwelling. He's teaching. He's enabling. He's empowering. So Jesus says, Whew, look at this. The world is setting a trap for your witness. Look at verse 8. Verse 7, nevertheless I tell you the truth. See, it's about truth. Jesus said, it's speaking for you that I go away. If I go not away, the paraclete, the comforter, will not come. And we know that took place at Pentecost, Acts 2. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he, look at the pronoun, Holy Spirit is a he. He's a person. He's not a force. He's not a power. He's a person. And when he is come, he's going to do three things. He's going to convict, uh-oh, reprove the world of sin. Now, the, the, the word reprove is convict. What is he convicting? He's convicting something specific. In the Greek, it is a judicial convicting with a view towards a specific sin. What is the specific sin? The Holy Spirit is going to keep on convicting us that we need to be saved by Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I get a witness? He's going to keep on with this conviction, the sin of not believing in Jesus as Messiah, Son of God. This is the only sin that can ultimately send you to hell. People, 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 people say, well, I think I committed the unpardonable sin. No, the unpardonable sin is you rejecting Jesus. Can I get a witness? Not cussing in the Lord's name. That ain't the unpardonable sin. Once you reject Jesus, you're on your way to hell. You can, you, can, you can paint it any way you want to paint it. Can I get a witness? And then he says, of righteousness, verse 10, not your righteousness, not the pretensions of a self-righteousness, not the hypocrisy of a righteousness which really exposes darkness, but his righteousness. We can only get in on his righteousness. And then of judgment, the whole world is under Satan's judgment. Yeah. He moves from this matter of truth. I'm coming in, verse 9, to trust. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Come on. We're almost there. 1, 9. Paul says, first, God allows conflict in our lives so we're able to comfort others. But here's the second reason he allows conflict in our lives. Verse 9. But we have the sentence of death in ourselves. Now, that's some strong language. I don't know how close you've been to death. When you have been at death's door, it opens up your eyes. I ain't talking about no light you see on no bed either. 
So I went through a tunnel and saw a light. You saw that when you were smoking that stuff. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, let's get this clear. When you've been at death's door, God overwhelms you with his presence and his peace. Years ago, in my heyday in South Philly, I was shot at. And I remember the gun going off and I'm running. Something said, boom, boom, boom. And I'm running and in my mind saying, I got to get away. I can't get hit. This guy was shooting at us in the alley. Now, when I tell you the whole story, I know you're going to laugh. This young girl we grew up with had a party. And she wasn't supposed to have no company. And her father came home and grabbed his gun and just started shooting. And I jumped over the fence. She boom, boom, boom. I said, what kind of mess is And as we was going up the alley, our favorite record was playing. Then I heard some say, W-D-A-S. She didn't even have a phonograph. She, she had a radio. Lord, have mercy. Some of you guys been in Vietnam. You didn't know if you were coming back. You were at death's door. Some of you have been on the operating table. Didn't know if you were going to make it through. You see, child of God, it's, it's here in this context that Paul says we had the sins of death in ourselves. That we should not, what? Trust in ourselves. God allowed his wisdom, your will, your work. God allowed you to go all the way to death's door so you and I would stop trusting in ourselves. Now, now look, I'm, I'm, I'm type A, I'm type D personality. I'm driven. I'm self-driven. I'm self-motivated. I'm military. I'm going to get it done at any cost. I'm harder on myself than you could ever be on me. You think about it, I've already thought about it. I'm self-driven. And guess what God says? That might sound noble to you, but your self-drive is not doing you any good in this life. You got to wait on the Lord. Can I get a witness? You can't accomplish things on your own. You, you can't drive towards the prize. You, you got to know what my will is. Can I get a witness? I oftentimes tell my children, look, life is a bunch of pit stops. Now, wherever you are today, you won't be tomorrow. Wherever you are tomorrow, you won't be next week. Uh, life, what, see what life does, where you are today is just a pit stop. You got to pick up the pieces, learn something, and keep moving on. The, the job you have today may not be your permanent job. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Listen to this. What you feel today is not your permanent feeling. It could just be a pit stop. Can I get a witness? I'm only on a pit stop trying to get where the Lord wants to lead me. Can I get a, and when I get there, I'll know it. Can I get a witness? Child of God, that we, we need to understand God brings us to the end of ourselves. So we stop trusting in ourselves. Well, who do we trust in? It's right there in the verse. But in God, which what does what? Raises the dead. Boy, if I could explain this, you'd be shouting the rest of the week. Here's what Paul is saying. God will bring us to death. The death of your vision. The death of your prayers. The death of your aspiration. Just so you and I can learn to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not 
to our own understanding. And then what God will do when he knows he's first is he'll resurrect, he'll raise that which is dead back to life. I'm preaching up in this place. Child of God, he, he raises the dead. He doesn't want us trusting in ourselves. Can I get a witness? He, he doesn't want us coming up with our own solutions. He doesn't want us coming up with the end product. God wants us to walk with him. God wants us to wait on him. God wants us to worship him. Praise his name. Look at the final thing, verse 11. Another reason for the conflict and pain in our lives that you also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given. Here's what Paul is saying. God wants us to learn to thank him. Not for all things. Hmm. When my mother died in 2001, I didn't thank the Lord for her death. I was able to thank the Lord in her death. When my brother died in 2005, I couldn't thank the Lord for his death. I thanked the Lord in his death. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When we are able to thank God in Pay attention to the prepositions. Not for, but in. When we are able to thank God in all things. Here's what we're saying to God. You're all wise. You're working out my good. You're working out your glory. You're too wise to make a mistake. You have my end from my beginning. And I trust you. Can I get a witness? He says that we would learn in all things to give thanks. Lord, I want to thank you yeah, for the mountains and for the valleys. I want to thank you for the helps and the hurts. I want to thank you in the ups and the downs. Lord, I've had some shady nights. I want to thank you for the shady nights. I want to thank you for the sun rising every morning. Lord, I want to thank you. Hey, when I cried, I want to thank you when I smiled. I want to, I want to thank you for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, I want to thank you for those days that the locust has eaten. I want to thank you for restoration. I want to thank you for your presence, your peace, and your power. Lord, I want to thank you. It takes a spiritual Christian to look back in their history and say, thank you. But for the grace of God, thank you. I want to thank you when I wanted to die. I want to thank you when I wanted to give up. I want to thank you for our church. I want, I want to thank you for the gospel. I want to thank you for my salvation. I want to thank you for my education. I want to thank you in everything. He says, give thanks. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you're able to pull up your history and see all the ups and the downs, the roller coasters and the hurts and the hindrances and back up and get God's perspective and say, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for my days in Egypt like Moses. Had. But I want to thank you for the backside of the desert. Can I get a witness? I just want to thank you, Lord. And when we are able to just thank him, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's why Andre Crouch said, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that all things.
are being worked together for the good. That is, don't look at anything negative this morning. Look at the positive side of everything. I may have had some crushing pressures. I may have been knocked down from time to time. I may have felt like giving up. I may have wanted to end my life, but through it all, through it all, I'm praising his name. Through it all, he brought me to this place this morning. Through it all, I'm going to praise his name because he's worthy. Stand on your feet. Get a lot of hand clap. He's worthy. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for your marriage. Thank you for the ministry. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Thank you that I'm not in hell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. abundantly above all that you ask or think. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, could have been much worse, but God is good. He brought me this far by faith. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, I said all our sins and grease to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There's a slow hymn we need to sing next Sunday, Kent, at communion. Does Jesus care when my way is dark? We'll, we'll, we'll get it next week. We'll get it next week. We'll get it next week. The essence of the song is, does Jesus care? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the way grows weary, the long night's dreary I know my Savior cares he cares he cares listen to this does Jesus care when I've said goodbye to the dearest on earth to me when my sad heart aches to it nearly breaks it all, does he, does he see? Oh, yes, he cares. It's a Baptist song. I know he cares. Which is the garrison? His heart is touched with my grief. Listen, does he care? Yes, he cares. I know he cares. And going out that door, you better know that he cares. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you're not saved. 
or bus company if you're not born again, not saved, never given your life to Jesus Christ, believing he died for your sins. Just be honest with God. Raise your hand right now if you're not saved. Raise your hand. Come on, come on. I see your hands. Raise your hand. Don't go to hell. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. If your hand is raised, come on up front. Come on. Come on. All right, come on. Come on, stand up, brother. Stand up. Come on, come on up, brother. Come on up to me, man. Stand up. In the name of Jesus. Stand up. The Lord is good. Come on. Bless the Lord. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on. Now's the time for salvation. Come on, my brother. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. We love you. Come on up here. Give your life to Christ, man. Give your life to Christ. Come on. You need to be saved. Just step out. Come on. Brothers, are y'all saved? Come on. If you're not saved, step out. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's why we bring you up here. We want you to hear the word of God. We want you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Is there another? Is there another? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on. Now listen, we'll do this expeditiously. Follow the ministers, lead them to Christ. How many of you don't have a church home? Raise your hand. I couldn't think of a better church to join, brother. Come on up and join our church. Come on, man. Step out. Come on, step out. In the name of Jesus. Come on. The Lord is good. He's good. Glad to have you, brother. Come on. Glad to have you, man. Come on, bro. Glad to have you. Praise Jesus. Glad to have you, sis. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. See, look, I'm a Philly boy. Philly boys are tough, now. I'm a Philly boy. I ain't from Jersey. I'm a Philly boy. Come on. Is there another? Now, we're going to ask you to follow the ministers. Then if you need special healing, step on up here so we can have a healing prayer. Come on, baby. You need special healing. Come on. Whether it's physical, mental, emotional, maybe you're causing a lot of hell in your marriage. Step on up here. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, baby. That's it. Come on. Come on, baby. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray. Come on now. We ain't putting nothing in your hand. We're just going to pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, darling. Come on, baby. Amen. Come on, baby. Come on. I got you. I got you. I got you. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, we know there's healing in your wings. Yes. We know that all power is in the name of Jesus. God, touch and heal from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. Heal their children, heal their families, heal their marriages, heal their bodies, heal their minds. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we walk away free today. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You are dismissed. All discipleship people come up front. We'll see you Wednesday at call. May 5th is our big celebration. And we love you. Sing us up. Sing us up.